stories that we've heard um just to be able to you know kind of have some conversations about them um and maybe that will spark some conversations for you and your friends uh that would be our hope yeah um and then next week we landed (laughs) the oh i was gonna call him an eagle but i thought maybe we should call him a goat goat? what should i call him he's the godfather of h2o he is a, a goat with the head of an, an eagle. eagle. <laughs> uh, now we're getting into weird He's stuff. He's an eagle with the head of a goat. Oh, no. <laughs> we landed Matt next- Party. <laughs> That's what we're trying to say. Matt Party is going to be our special He's guest next coming. week. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have uh, Matt Party's story next week. But in the interim, you get us. And I think we're off to a great start. So next week we'll have Matt Purdy. This week we are just recapping some things. So when we kind of launched this story series, one of the things that we were hoping is that uh, it would introduce you to our staff and leadership team. Mm -hmm. And I think we did that. And another thing we were hoping is that it would kind of spark in you uh, not only a curiosity for other people's stories, Mm -hmm. but also... Um, would help to maybe solidify your story in your own mind. Um, so maybe you've been thinking about some of these questions that we've been asking, and maybe you're asking yourself those questions. Um, and I would encourage you to ask someone else those questions. So find out someone else's story. So grab a friend and go through the questions with them and just see what that brings. I think it's a cool way to get to know somebody. I mean, I've known the people that we talked to for a long time, most of them. And I still learned new things. And I heard different aspects of their story that I hadn't heard. Just because you don't get time to sit and talk long form with a lot of people that you're doing life with. Like you talk about other things or, you know, urgent things are pressing. So to get to hear about, you know, Tom's you know shark attack (laughs) conversion like i never heard that part like or i did and i forgot but it's just like those little those little things that are interesting and fun like add to the context of those people like i think that's super valuable and i hope that it sparks those conversations between other people so um if you do that or you have those conversations let us know we'd love to hear about them um and we'd love to just encourage you um in you telling your own story because as we've heard uh stories are really powerful yeah and they're varied and they're different and like we've said all the time no story is good or bad it's just important and it's how we feel about it in the moment and hopefully 
you've been able to, like Rachel said, have those conversations because mm-hmm. this podcast is a conversation. Mm-hmm. So just replicate what we're doing and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> just just take apart different animals and put their heads yeah, on other animals, animals and, and it'll be great. You'll be golden. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, when we started off and we, you know, kind of defined some of the parameters for these conversations and thinking about wanting to make sure that we gave the disclaimer that no stories are good or bad. I believed that. Yeah. And then as we shared each story, I feel like I believed that more and more. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Uh Uh-huh. Because it's like you get to learn new parts of it. You get to hear people maybe share different aspects of it for the first time. I'm one of the newer people here. Mm -hmm. I did not know a lot of people's stories, so I've really enjoyed getting to know you or Tom or Lauren Mm -hmm. or Mo or Gretchen a lot better and Alex and Clayton Mm -hmm. and even Sarah. Like, I had no idea she was on, like, a digital forum leading a Bible study in, like, middle school. Yeah, what the heck? Middle school Sarah Burchfield is out there slaying the game, slaying the ministry game. Here I am just like, how do I even talk to someone in person? (laughs) (laughs) How do I just be a person in the world? And Sarah's like, let me tell you about Jesus over the internet, middle-aged woman. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was also surprising to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that, too... It was really cool to see how each person's uh, story was so unique to them. Yeah. And so, like, tailored for what they needed at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, like, it's really cool to, like, look back and just, like, trace what God's doing. Because I think that, like, when you're living through things, it is really hard to sometimes figure out, like what God's about, like what, what business he's about. Yeah. And it's really hard to sometimes be able to like neatly wrap everything up and just say like, this is how God has been working. And I think even as you tell your story, there are times where it can be difficult to wrap everything up in a nice bow because life is just messier than that. Yes. Um, but I think that it's been really cool to hear everybody kind of just backtrack through their life and just see how like they're being continually kind of pointed and pushed toward uh, God and toward for all these people like they're specifically involved in ministry. So yeah, involved in you know college ministry and um, just like being really obedient to what God's telling them to do. And it was just really cool to see how that was like so different in every story, but also like still had the same endpoint. Yeah, it was kind of, it was really interesting to just kind of listen to everyone talk and then hear like, one, like you said, the differences, but also all the commonalities, whether it was like different types of people that were in their lives, different events that happened, whether it was the time in their life that they made a decision to follow Christ Mm -hmm. or they decided to make their faith their own. Mm -hmm. Like some people was high school, some people was in college, Mm -hmm. some of us was when we were really young, but like God beautifully laid out all these different moments and all these different people and everyone's story to like Mm -hmm. orchestrate this climax of like, where are you going to go? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to all to point to like God's glory, Mm -hmm. a bigger plan, you know? Um, I think that too, it can feel like when you think about your own story, it can feel really simple and Mm. it can feel like, um, kind of going back to like the good or bad or interesting or boring, you know, dynamic, it, like my story standing alone is pretty simple, 
But then my story combined with every other story on our team, mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, like, look what God has done. It's he has, like, part of a beautiful, crafted, diverse image. Yeah, he has, like, crafted this super uh, diverse team of people from all different kinds of backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And he you know, created each of us with a purpose and a plan and, you know, alone, it might not seem like, you know, it might not create a lot of awe, but like together, I'm pretty amazed. <laughs> like, I would agree I, with that hundred <laughs> percent. And I'm not amazed by how great we are. No. <laughs> I, I know us. I'm amazed by how great God is. Amen. Uh, because you know, you don't have to be in ministry long to find out that we have really nothing to do with it. I mean, we're trying, mm-hmm. but uh, God's going to do what he's going to do. And we just have to just keep saying yes. Uh, and I think that it has been a big blessing to see how everybody's collective yeses have gotten us to kind of this point. Um, and during this time where I feel like it was also really neat to ask everybody what God is currently teaching them. Yeah. Because I think that like it's it's wild times. Yes. The world is a little crazy right now in October 2020. <laughs> it, it coming to you from October of 2020. Uh, the summary is we're not having a great time. Nope. <laughs> uh, and by we're, I mean just like humanity. Nope. Just the world as a whole is everyone's just like, is this over yet? It's <laughs> like no one's having a good time. Uh, so that was really cool and really encouraging to see that, like, not only were these people able to, like, look back on their life and say, like, this is what God has done, but just to get that little peek of, like, this is what is still happening. Yeah. It's really encouraging. Yeah, for sure. Because even just that question reminds us, like, growing with God in our walk with him is an everyday thing. It's Mm -hmm. a continual thing. Mm -hmm. It's something that we have to work for Mm -hmm. and strive and be diligent and intentional with just like Mm -hmm. any other relationship. If we want to continue to have just a strong relationship with a person in our life, whether it's a friend, whether it's a mentor or whether it's God. Right. And with just the time that we're in asking that question, Hey, what are you learning now? Shows, Hey, God teaches us in the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. I think that's been a theme throughout everyone's story Mm -hmm. too where it's encouraging to even know, like, even though things are difficult and the world as a whole is not having a great time, we can still look at what God is doing and see, like, that hope for the future Mm -hmm. and even be encouraged along the way as we're running the race or going through the season of Mm -hmm. just knowing that, like, there is a purpose to it. Mm -hmm. We just have to be able to continually look forward and reflect on where we're at now to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what opportunity is there in that yeah for us to grow and learn i think that's an important question but a hard one to answer it's not a fun one to answer but no, it is important but it's important and but like also god is so gracious in the answering of that question like it could look like a million different things mm-hmm. and like uh it can be small and surprising or it could be like you know coming at you like a mat truck yeah um <laughs> um yeah, I think too. Um, a long time ago, uh, the pastor at my home church was talking about um, our journey with God, and he was saying that we want to think of our journey as uh, one dot connected to another dot that's straight ahead of it, mm. and then we want the next dot to also be straight ahead. <laughs> 
And then we want the next dot to also be straight ahead. And we want to just keep connecting those very straight line dots until we get to heaven. I wish it was that simple. <laughs> yeah. And his point was that uh, frequently, and he actually like drew this out as a image. Mm-hmm. He had like this giant easel. He's like, this is what we want it to look like. And he drew his, his line dot, line dot, line dot. Uh, and he goes, instead, this is what it looks like. And he got a fresh piece of paper and he drew the most curvy, twirly line. And it went all the way up to the top of the paper and it went all the way down to the bottom and it loop-de-looped and it <laughs> backtracked. At one point, it like fully circled itself and oh. then crossed back uh, and then finally got to that last dot. And his point was uh, that often... The journey doesn't look like we thought it was going to. Yep. And that uh, that the dot line dot line dot line journey is just as meaningful and good as the loop de loop up high down low crossing itself. Yeah. Journey. And he said that like as long as we are people who are striving to live like God wants us to live, we're gonna get the the loop de loops. That is good. And I thought about that a lot. And I thought about that actually a lot during this series because even though our our leadership team did a great job of communicating their stories to you, our stories are also a lot more complicated than what was shared. Yes. You know, so there's a lot more and there's a lot more context to everybody's story, mm-hmm. which is a good and beautiful thing. Um, and so also if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, Oh boy, like my story is not like first I learned about Jesus sitting quietly in church and then I decided that he would be my Lord and Savior and now I am living for Jesus. Like if that's not your story, that's great. And also I don't think that's anybody's story. Like I think that's a lie that we tell ourselves, don't you think? I I think it's something where like even with the analogy you just told, like Mm -hmm. when we retell our stories, we can oversimplify it sometimes. Yes and make it appear like it's a line. Yeah. And we can forget the moments of doubt. We can forget the moments mm-hmm. of fear. We can forget the moments where we're really pissed at God. And we're mm-hmm. just like, hey, what the heck, man? Mm-hmm. Like, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. I feel like we can sometimes deceive ourselves into thinking it should just be easy. When in reality, mm-hmm. following God's never been easy. No. Yeah. It's always more complicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which doesn't mean that you're bad at it. No. I just think that it's just complicated because it's complicated. Yeah. There's a, there's a saying my dad would tell me is that if things go according to plan, you're normally not doing something right. Mm. Where it's just like he would say that in the context of like, if the devil's not trying to get in your way, you're probably not doing something for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. You know, theologically, that's not con- completely accurate. I won't get into that. <laughs> Uh, if Tom and I were talking, we would, but... <laughs> hey, you don't think I can hang? Rude. No, I think you can. I just don't think you... I don't want could... to. <laughs> I, I don't think you want to. <laughs> you could. I just I don't, don't think, think you want, want to. to. <laughs> That's accurate. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to at this time I either. think, yeah, I think that the, yeah, the, the idea of that, though, is like, we were not, we were created to live an abundant and beautiful life, mm-hmm. but we were also not created to, like come to know God and then be placed in a bubble where nothing else happens to us or nothing else impacts us or like we're not 
we're not guaranteed uh, an easy ride from then on out. In fact, the Bible says otherwise. Gu- yeah, in fact, <laughs> we're guaranteed uh, a, maybe a uh, a messier ride or a complicated ride, or uh, it might even include some suffering. So it's it's just one of those things where I just I my hope is that people people have been listening to this and have been challenging themselves to expand their idea of what walking with Jesus looks like. Yeah. It's, it's complicated and it's hard and, uh, it's also beautiful and, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it inspires all in us and it points us to Jesus. And like all of those are true things, but some of them don't seem true some of the time. Yeah. Like, the phrase we use a lot is like, we like the gray here. And I, yeah, we, well, we're trying to push toward the gray more, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think, and I think that's something too, that you see through a lot of people's stories is that, you know, early on things seemed kind of black and white. Yeah. You know, this was good. This was bad. bad. You were supposed to do the good things. And if you did the bad things, then you needed to feel bad about them. Yep. Or you needed to find out how to make it a good thing and figure it out yourself. And if you don't do the good things, you're going to get eaten by a shark. Yes, yes. That's actually the gist of what we learned. Uh, And it was very black and white. Uh, But I think for each person, Mm -hmm. that that turned out to be more complicated and maybe less true. Yes. Uh, So I even think about, like, Clayton's story for, you know, being really concerned that, like, God was mad at him or that he's disappointed in him and Mm -hmm. that he wants to be perfect. And, like, you know, that wanting to be perfect or wanting to be excellent is a is a good thing it's a good desire yeah and it reflects jesus it can reflect jesus in our life like Mm -hmm. that push to be good and perfect it's it can be good but it can also lead us to some places that we're not supposed to be you know we're not supposed to be living in fear that god's mad at us or that he's disappointed you know we're not supposed to be um, constantly anxious about whether or not we we did good enough or we didn't do good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, we just we aren't created for that. Nope. So I think that for everybody, figuring out that like the gray is okay. Not only is the gray okay, but you're you're gonna run into it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the the way it goes. Uh, and that like a hallmark of walking with Jesus for a long time is that things can still be true. But also things are more complicated. Yeah, it's like remembering to keep things in tension with scripture instead of like closing off one thought or the other. Mm-hmm. Where like the statement of like, you know, we can never earn or deserve the gospel is true. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone's story felt that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also at the same time, we are a chosen people, a high priesthood, and we're loved by God and Jesus's righteousness is accounted to us. Mm-hmm. But we're also continually fall short of the glory of God each and every day and eat it. These are statements in scripture that are both true. Mm-hmm. And when we keep them in tension, we have a holistic view of scripture and we can embrace the gray. We can live in the tension of knowing these are both true. And if I'm one extreme, I'm going to be in a spot where you're sad or depressed or you think God is always angry with you or you're not good enough Mm -hmm. or on the extreme opposite of that, you're in a place where you're too prideful and you can't look at yourself and you think Mm -hmm. that you have it all together. Mm -hmm. When in reality you are walking away from God's design for you Mm -hmm. more and more and more, but Mm -hmm. you're convincing yourself otherwise. Mm -hmm. And they're both dangerous places to stay Mm in. Or you kind of convinced yourself that maybe you're like smarter than what you you initially thought was the truth or like you're, you're a little bit beyond that. Yeah. It's like I've outgrown those ideas. Yeah. 
but or like I've gotten to know things and now I know that it's you know what everything is just fine like everything is permissible and like that's also no <laughs> not true yeah I think there's a verse that's like uh, everything is permissible but not everything is beneficial something like that sounds about right I think it's close to that a really bad thing to do is when you try and quote the Bible and then you like paraphrase and so that, that might not be biblical at all <laughs> don't don't at me <laughs> anything and you know with information we're having a conversation we're talking through things you gotta fact check us sometimes oh or sure or do at me look it up and let me know what it is um i think another interesting through line through everyone's stories um was kind of the role of community yes uh and the role of discipleship within that community uh i was really encouraged and that's kind of one of the things i kind of expected to be similar in everybody's Mm -hmm. uh story but i think that it was really impressive to see how in everybody's story regardless of where they were coming from or what prior knowledge they had or um what life experience they had that that was kind of a crucial aspect to uh, them following Jesus in college and then even deciding things for ministry after college. Um, so I think about like Alex talking about how powerful discipleship was in his life. Yes. Um, and I think about Tom talking about how critical it was that he had guys who taught him things mm-hmm. and, you know, showed him what it meant to be in community and be in a community that really like loved each other and cared about each other. Um, and how like, different their stories are Mm -hmm. but how like that that commonality was like so strong in both absolutely i feel like all of us were able to point out mentors in our lives like Mm -hmm. even not on your episode but you talked about like wendy stanager Mm -hmm. which by the way i did send it to her you did i did she was very encouraged by it oh good (laughs) oh hi wendy (laughs) (laughs) or like um or like with me you know, I had Carney and mm-hmm. then I had guys like Brian Wiles mm-hmm. or like for uh, Mo, it was like party. Yeah. And for Clayton, it was Mo. Mm-hmm. Like even in that, you see a cool like, hey, we're called to find people who can teach us. We mm-hmm. are called to have people we walk side by side with. Mm-hmm. But then we also have people that we're supposed to go and then mm-hmm. mentor and train. And it's like mm-hmm. a cool, beautiful cycle that I didn't even really connect this until just now that we're talking about like that's in our team. You yeah. see that generational discipleship in our team. Oh, for sure. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that that is like uh, the key <laughs> to all of this uh, is that we were created to experience all of these things in the context of community. Mm-hmm. Like if we were all, because we all also continue what we're doing in the context of community. You know, we don't have our individual stories and then we've, you know, we've dispersed and then we're all doing our things in our own like spheres. Like our lives heavily overlap one another. Like we, in a lot of contexts, like we are each other's people. Yeah. Um, like, and it is both beautiful and complicated. (laughs) Yes. We're wearers of many hats (laughs) in ministry, but also in each other's lives. Yeah. And it's, it's great. And it's like, it is a picture of what God like has for us and like what 
is well, what it will be like in even in heaven like when we're all together and our job is to just like worship Jesus mm-hmm. and like bring glory to God uh I think that like we get we get a taste of that here just on our team and that is like I just feel so honored by that and I think that uh it's really special and I think that if you're somebody who is trying to do this alone yeah I say to you abandon that path <laughs> like it's it's not gonna pan out uh you will get tired and you will you'll run out of steam yeah. like we're not created for it we are created to be together and Absolutely. uh it does make things harder sometimes and it does uh it does mean that you know we have to sacrifice for each other we have to have hard conversations we have to solve and resolve conflict yep. like uh, those are just facts of life. Yeah. But it also means that we get to be a part of this community that loves each other and that has each other's back and that uh, deeply cares about the not just the the life of the people in our community, but also like the the spiritual well being. Like, mm. uh, and I think that that connection you you can't you can't go that alone. It's just not possible. 100%. It will not happen. No. Uh, so I would encourage you, again, if you feel like you're one of those people who's trying to tough it out alone, find find a person. Start small. Find yeah, a, a person. person. Uh, whether that's somebody in your life group or somebody that you've met maybe at Sunday picnic or um, in-person events are really hard right now. So I don't know where else you would have met people. Could be a roommate. Yeah, maybe it's your roommate. Yeah. Uh find a person and start to start to dive in yeah uh live in community uh with one another and then hope that that community spreads to a bigger group and is eventually connected to an even larger body um of people who are pointing each other back to jesus mm-hmm. um that's really the the key um yeah and like i said i'm just really thankful to have that and to still be a part of it. Um, and my story would look very, very different if I didn't have that. Uh, I think all of our stories would look super different if we didn't have that, where it's just like, like you said, we're not called to do anything alone. We're called to be in community. We're called to open our lives and share our lives and be vulnerable. And I'm thinking of like, you know, again, that conflict part two you talked about. I thought of like Proverbs 27, where it talks about like, um, as iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. I think that's twenty seven seventeen. Um, again, fact check me. <laughs> but um, conflict is beautiful. The diversity of people is beautiful. Um, and with that community, as Rachel was talking about, that hopefully starts with one person and continues to grow and grow and grow. Also reach out to people who don't know Jesus to invite them to come and know Jesus too. I think that's a big one. Yeah, I think that was huge, too, uh, like the power of an invite. Yeah, because the, we were the people who didn't know Jesus at one point, who were invited, yeah. and now we are inviting people to know Jesus. Yeah, or I think about, like, Lauren uh, just going along with somebody she knew from high school Yeah. <laughs> to, like, that first H2O. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure that that Sunday Lauren wasn't like, oh, absolutely, in, uh, in 14 years I will be – on staff probably not 14 years probably hasn't been that long don't be mad at me lauren math is hard (laughs) (laughs) 
14 sounds about right. I don't know. I think it was 2007. Known... 13 maybe? Okay. 13? 13 years. Jump cut to 13 years later. And I'm married to a co-pastor. And I'm a very uh, meaningful leader here at H2O Toledo. <laughs> and I run a very crucial team. And I'm a huddle leader. And like she wouldn't have said any of those things. No. And all those things are true about her life because she said yes to an invitation. And then she said yes to jumping in and being on a team. And then she just continued to say yes. Yeah. It was like Sarah talked about this idea of like obedience. You know, we're called to be faithful and obedient um, to take the opportunities that God calls us to take. And one yes leads to another. I don't think any one of us thought we would be here today. No. But I don't think any of us regret that and making those choices because like you've said, like we're a part of something beautiful. We get to see that played out in people's stories. We get to see that played out on our team and in our church in this context of community. Mm -hmm. This idea of family on mission Mm -hmm. is something that we've said a lot in H2O. I don't think we've talked about that specifically on the podcast yet, but that could be its own episode later. If you're interested, let us know. (laughs) Yeah, keep us posted. Yeah, but we, yeah, we do say that a lot, that we are family on mission and part of that mission is invitation. Mm -hmm. So I think that especially right now, I think people are looking to be connected and they're looking to know that people care about them. And 100%. They, and it is really easy to tell yourself right now that like people don't care about you or that your life is not important. Mm-hmm. And like those things are just not true. They're not. Uh, so I, I really hope that like uh, that people listening to this uh, take that message and like think about somebody that they could be invitational to but I also hope that, like, if you're listening to this and maybe nobody is being invitational to you, please advocate for yourself. Like, yes. reach out. Uh, and somebody will be quick to reach back. Uh, yes. So, also, you made me really self-conscious with your verse reference. So, I looked mine up and ding, 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 we got her. <laughs> First Corinthians 6.12. Everything is permissible for me, but not everything is beneficial. Bam. There we go. Fact checked yourself. Good job, Rachel. I got nervous. And I was like, oh gosh, what if I'm over here blaspheming on the podcast? I, I did not mean to make you nervous, but. <gasps> it's okay. It all panned out. <laughs> Had I looked and I not found anything, I just wouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Why would you do that while I'm taking a drink? <laughs> Almost just spit. <laughs> oh gosh, that's not what we need at this point. No. At this juncture. Oh man. All right. So that brings us. To the end of our reflection episode, stay tuned. Party is a coming. He's a coming. Next week, he's going to tell us his story. He will tell us if he is either a goat with the head of an eagle or an eagle with the head of a goat. This is a question we are going to have to remember to ask. Oh my gosh. I don't know, though. I don't know how he will respond. I don't think he'll know what we're talking about. I know. What if I just say, party, I need you to answer this question with no context. And then I ask him, do you think he'll have an answer? That's a good question. I think he might give a sarcastic answer or he'll refuse to answer it. He is an Eagles fan. He is. But I feel like maybe he'll just want to be a full Eagle. Hard yeah. to say. All right. We've 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 strayed from the path. Let's we've go back. Strayed from the path. Are we okay. wrapping up? Are we landing the plane? I think we're the plan or the play. Plane. Okay. Ian. Wrap it up. Land the plane. All right. I'm going to land the plan now. Oh, no. Did I did I did that on purpose. Okay. <laughs> um, but this was fun. I enjoyed this. I 
I'm okay with distance recording, but I miss sitting across the table and talking with you. So yeah. I've enjoyed this. And hopefully you've enjoyed this episode and listening to Rachel and I go back and forth like usual. If you could, we would very much appreciate it if you would share the podcast with someone you know. Hopefully they are someone in your life that you can reach out to and you go like, hey, thanks for being this in my life. Or like, hey, will you be this in my life? I don't know. But if that's not your speed, go ahead and leave us a like review wherever you're listening at. If you have any questions for us, remember to email us at lovepodloverockets at gmail.com. Follow H2O Toledo on all of the social medias, and we will be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye.